This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Good Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. It is February 25th, and I'm here with WBEZ and Vocalo Radio's Ayana Contreras. Hey, Ayana. Hey. From WBGO and Jazz Night in America, Nate Chinin. Hey, Robin. NPR Music's Jerusalem Truth. Hey, Robin. And Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It is New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best new albums out this week, starting with Robert Glasper's Black Radio 3. Robert Glasper's Black Radio 3, this is the song Why We Speak. This is the third installment in Glasper's Black Radio series that started with the release of the first album, which was 10 years ago this month. And it kind of feels like anything I say to to try to describe it would be an understatement. It's pretty incredible. And I know everyone's excited for this one. Ayana, I'll just start with you and then everyone can jump in. It is interesting, Robin, that you say that that was 10 years ago. I mean, what is time during this global pandemic, (laughs) for sure. But it does feel like another era when that first album came out. And I think what was beautiful about the concept is that it really is thinking about Black radio historically that was really an amalgamation of lots of different Black music forms that all were playing at one time. Like now, with the music radio, it's narrow-casted, right? So you have a hip-hop station, you have this station, you have an urban adult contemporary station. But, you know, back in the day, you would have Donald Byrd alongside Anita Baker, alongside Curtis Blow, maybe even. So I feel like this really reflects that synthesis of Black music tradition in a really cool way. You know, when you talk about that decade period, there's a big difference in what that first Black radio album meant and what this one does. And the best way for me to sum that up is actually to talk about the Grammys, because Black Radio won Robert Glasper his first Grammy Award for Best R&B Album. And at the time, the decision to actually submit that for an R&B award rather than a jazz award, you know, that there were some conversations that had to be had. Well, Black Radio 3 is releasing and has already won a Grammy Award <laughs> because because they released a song, Better Than, Better I, imagined, Than I Imagined, with her and Michelle Indigo-Cello. And that won a Grammy last year. And so, you know, the difference between Volume 1 and Volume 3 in terms of clout and sort of brand awareness and Glasper's positioning in the industry, I think that really says it all. 
Yeah, it was a scrappy project. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a scrappy project. And I think to your point about synthesis, Ayana, to synthesize something, you have to understand it. And I think Black Radio 3 is a beautiful compilation of understanding of Black music in this time and space. Having an amalgamation of artists, you know, from a Yeba to a Layla Hathaway, and you opened with Esperanza Spalding singing, right, instead of actually playing the bass. So there's an understanding that Robert had across this project that you can feel. It feels like such a flex. The, <laughs> just you look at this guest list, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, he, you know, he's really, you know, he's cashing in some chips here. But uh, as you listen to the album, th- this is the magic of, of Glasper as a producer and as a kind of um, a figure of hospitality, you know? Mm. Like, he somehow manages to make this A-list, guest-laden project feel more like an organic unfolding rather than like, okay, here's a feature, here's a feature, you know? Mm. And I think it comes down to his musicianship and his his generosity as a collaborator. Yeah, listening to this record, I was like, how is this not disjointed? Well, I mean, it's also that he has a very, like, idiosyncratic style. I want to play another cut from the record, the opening one that's called In Tune. Uh, so you can, you know, I, a lot of the themes that he addresses on this record are pretty unambiguous. And this opening cut really, it kind of knocked the wind out of me. I heard him call out. I heard him call for his mother. And I didn't even call my mother. I wanted to avoid talking about the elephant in the room. The pig on my neck, the devil on detail. We were born of a people who were torn from their people for the root of all evil. From it sprung the trunk, the branches, and the fruit of all evil. Unless they need you, they act as if they don't see you, besiege you, and tell you to cooperate as if it's something you agreed to. But for a criminal's constitution, nothing's illegal, except people who were once property, destroying property, upheaval. Keep your eye on the sparrow, the bald eagle, defeathered and beheaded at the stoop of the steeple, guarded by soldiers, stupid yet lethal. There's no good place to bring this down, but um, my God, just so incredibly powerful and moving. Definitely an invocation. But if we want to talk about the difference between Black Radio 1 and Black Radio 3, I think there is a greater sense of urgent mission that he feels now. Um, And I think that opening this album with this kind of statement is, you know, it's it's his way of kind of setting the space, you know, and, and really claiming that. I think it absolutely speaks to an understanding people are seeking. I think that in Black Radio 3, he very pointedly and candidly was looking to create a balm. And anyone can feel that healing and feel the relief from that, but it's very specific to Black people. Robert Glasper's latest project, Black Radio 3, I don't know how I pivot from that (laughs) to anything else, especially something as completely different as the next record we're going to highlight. It's from Sasami. It's called Squeeze. You're back to me 
The song is Say It from Sasami's new album, Squeeze. Not at all what I was expecting from her, her self-titled debut record. For those of you who heard it, you know, she released it in 2019, and it it gently rocked, you know? It was this sort of <laughs> mid-tippo, jangly batch of songs, and this one absolutely rips. Well, if you want a through line from Robert Glasper to Sasami, these are both post-genre synthesis of very disparate sounds. This is a record that is taking, uh, you know, kind of that jangly indie rock that we talked about with her debut in 2019, mixing it with sounds of industrial music and new metal and Amy Mann and, you know, so <laughs> many different threads being woven together on this record to make something that's really sonically ambitious and smart and at times really powerful and aggressive. I love this record. Yeah, I was a new listen to Sasami from this, as I told you, Robin, and it feels actually very in very much in the canon of a Black Radio 3 in that, first of all, mining from a very beautiful cultural tradition, right, even from the visuals on her album, to the rage that is just inherent in being a young woman, being a woman of color, and the different identities that Sasami has and holds, and yeah, and appropriating it to metal and to rage right. and to I'm going to be in your face and aggressive. It was amazing. It's interesting because I'm familiar with Sasami from back when she was in Cherry Glazer, so I kind of had that mental idea of what I was going to hear. And I mean, you can still hear some California sunshine underneath all that crunch. Yeah, as I was moving through it, I had the thought a couple times where I was like, you know, if I heard this on a playlist wrestled out of its context, I would extrapolate an entirely different album than the one we have here. You are flipping channels on a on, uh, across radio stations in the 90s, finding the most compelling sounds and then smashing them together into this very vibrant whole. It's interesting, you know, Jerusalem, you mentioned how she really owns this space. And she told the Times that she saw metal as a space where someone like her could step in and make a mess of it, you know, because white male guitar rock is so not the dominant sound anymore. And it hasn't been for a long, long time. Those days are long gone. But it is so interesting to hear her step into this space and, like she said, kind of mess with it. I think that white male rage is the loudest, mm. but there could be arguments made about the potency of said rage. And I think Sasami absolutely taps into that. Another Asian artist, Rina Sawayama, tapped mm. into that. And she released her project at April 2020, right, with... Uh, Shut the fuck up and squeeze. Oh, my, I, I stopped in my tracks. And because I have the terrible habit of loving the shortest songs, I just had to keep replaying <laughs> it over and over and over because it was this prowling huntress. And this album felt like catharsis and metal is very angry and it's very fast and it's very deep and it's catharsis. And I think she married them both very well. And it was just natural. Squeeze is the album from Sasami, and let's talk about one more record that's out today before we take a break. It's from the artist Sev Deliza. It's called Raving Dahlia.
think records with a, a real range and a lot of really big ideas is going to be a recurring theme on this week's show because uh, that's what you get with this one, Raving Dahlia, just an EP. And the song we're hearing, Everything is Everything. Bob Boylan played a, another cut from the record on All Songs Considered earlier this week. Well, um, immediately I have to say that this was a hug that I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. I became familiar with her work with Human And going back to the reoccurring theme that we're addressing, she is able to tap into that void that you can feel sometimes as someone born a woman, born a female, non-binary, however you may identify and synthesizes that musically and does so in a way that if Sasami was clicking through the channels in the 90s, Sped Delizas felt like the early 2000s and it feels like synth and it feels like pop, but at the same time, very poignant and leaves a lot of questions for someone listening, I think about identity. Well, yeah, and her takes on identity are, are coming from from a unique place, right? Like she was born in Tehran, moved to uh, the Netherlands when she was five, and you know some of those issues of displacement and identity come through in her music. She is often sung about themes of survival and struggle. This particular EP is—I mean, we say it's just an EP, but it's still like a concept album in a, in a way about uh, the way the music industry treats women. So there's just this kind of righteous energy behind it, but also she's so proficient in this arty electropop sound and R&B, like you get this feel of like an FKA Twigs meshed with a Portishead. head, you know, again, like the theme that we come back to again and again of just genre is meaningless, right? We don't have to really pay attention to genre anymore. We can just do it all at the same time. And she just does it so well and really has throughout this short but very, very fruitful career. And apparently uh, in playing around with identity, she has built a robot. Dahlia, yeah. As one does does casually. That's why it's raving Dahlia. Dahlia. And and then she released a statement from Dahlia when announcing the record that said, Hello, I'm Dahlia, the world's first feminoid. I am specialized to serve the unrealistic expectations of women in modern society. If we want peace, we prepare for war. Sevdalisa is the artist. Raving Dahlia is her new record. And we do have a handful of other albums that we want to talk about for this week's show. But first, we need to take a short break and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at Life Kit, we want it to be a special one. Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR. Instead of scrolling mindlessly, engage mindfully with the NPR app. With a mix of on-demand news, stories from this station, and your favorite podcast, you can relax without shutting off your brain. Download the NPR app today. 
It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're taking a quick look at the best albums out now on February 25th. We start the second half of the show off with the hip-hop duo Earth Gang. Their new one is called Ghetto Gods. I need devotion, I need attention. Someone to do things I cannot bench. Someone to prove to me that you're different. Someone who got in, someone that gets Get down on your knees for me. Get down on your knees for me. Get down on your knees for me If you really love me, if you really need me If I ever catch a case, it's cause I clapped the races Pardon my lateness, I was coming into my greatness yeah. Cold world, I'ma heat it up Four, five, six hundred meals, I'ma eat it up Shout out Dreamville, know it kills you to see us up When I hit the scene, rock more folks than the Leah This shit for my people, I ain't got no equal We in this for life, you should check the sequel Baby, get down on your knees for me This is Earth Gang. Their new record is Ghetto Gods. The cut we're hearing from it is Amen. As I said, this is a duo from Atlanta. And this is another really big record out this week that I know everyone is excited about. The release had been delayed a handful of times and it's finally here. Ayana, I'll start with you. I mean, it almost feels cliche to compare them to Outkast, but it's like I don't think that they would have exist if Mm. Outkast hadn't come out and really paved the way for this really alternative and basement dungeon-y sounding stuff. You know, you got the Goody Mob feeling in it. You got a lot going on in here that's really indebted to their Atlanta heritage. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, there are a lot of songs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long record. (laughs) There's a lot of songs, but there's a lot of gold on here. And a lot of sweet bits that if you really listen closely You're just like, wow, these people are really in touch with what's happening right now. Like uh, Strong Friends, where the chorus is talking about checking in on your strong friends. That's the moment that we're in right now. There's just so many things that they're talking about. Even the title track, Ghetto Gods, talks about turning a mustard seed into a million, which is a biblical reference. It's a culturally significant record in a way that maybe I didn't expect, but I think there's so many reasons to keep coming back to it. Ayana, thank you for making the Outcast reference because I felt bashful about going there. Um, you know, th- this is an album that has a lot of contemporaneous, you know, very now feelings. And there's a track with Future as a guest, and there's definitely some sort of post-Future flow patterns that you hear in the rapping. But at the same time, the the track that we played coming in features Music Soulchild, who is also on the Robert Glasper album. And it's a continuum album. It's it's Sankofa, past, present, mm-hmm. future, all in one. I think this particular project, it's clear that they're paving a path for themselves. And it's clear that they're constantly in conversation with the people who started their journey, with the people whose influences they are becoming. And so, yeah, it's Sankofa and that continuous cycle. Ghetto Gods is the new record from Earth Gang, and we've got one more album that we're going to talk about uh, and play here on the show. But as always, let's take a minute to just go around the the virtual table and mention some of the other notable releases out today. Ayana. So uh, there's a 
jazz group out of Chicago called Isaiah Collier and the Chosen Few. And I followed Isaiah since he was in high school. And he's a really beautiful, enigmatic player. And he released a track called Lift Every Voice that was originally recorded for his Cosmic Transitions album, but wound up not making the cut. Lift Every Voice being the Black National Anthem. And they released it just on Tuesday. It was recorded at Rudy Van Gelder's studio. And, you know, you can smell that wood in the record. It's just a really beautiful expression of the eternal quest for self-improvement, determination, lifting up. It's just lovely. I actually heard him play this at the Green Mill in Chicago, Mm. and it was one of the more powerful things that I heard from him that night. It was, oh, God, I needed to hear that. I love that track, and I'm glad that you picked Isaiah because I've also been enjoying him on this new Cahil El-Zabar record that came out a little earlier this month. And so I've just been, my ear has been cocked in his direction. He's doing some really good stuff. The album that I wanted to bring is, it's by a wonderful Israeli trumpeter named Avishai Cohen. Um, And this album is on ECM. It's called Naked Truth. And it features Yonatan Avishai on piano, Barak Mori on bass, and Ziv Ravitz on drums. These musicians are just incredible, sensitive improvisers. So this album is an improvised suite. And this cut we're hearing from it is Naked Truth Part 2. Stephen. Yeah, well, Robin, you and I combined are more than 100 years old. So I know know that you can vibe with me on the new album, the first in 17 and a half years by the band Tears for Fears. Now, hold up. Hold up just for a second, because I was talking with Jerusalem. Who hasn't even reached a quarter of a century yet? And, and I'm not she, far. I'm not far. Not far. And she, she's totally down with tears for fears. Yes. Yeah. I very quickly. I'm a child. I'm a product of children of the '80s and the '70s. I mean, does it make me feel much better that Jerusalem can relate to Tears for Fears through her parents? Yes, that makes me feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> But the tipping point is this album uh, by Tears for Fears that's coming out this week. And, you know, Tears for Fears, Robin, you and I both, we grew up on Tears for Fears. And they're 17 and a half years removed from their last record. And to me, it manages to sound still like Tears for Fears, but not like the 80s. If, mm. if that makes sense. These songs still have an urgency and a vibrancy to them. And some of them are inspired by the death of singer Roland Orzabal's wife back in 2017. And so there's this real personal undercurrent and just a real emotional churn to these songs. But they still have that big, bombastic beauty to them. So I'm really digging this record way more than a band putting out its seventh album in 39 years, you know, more than maybe I expected to. So that's uh, the tipping point by Tears for Fears. Still good.
This is the title cut. Jerusalem. I am very, very excited for Avril Lavigne's return <laughs> with Love Sucks. I think that is appropriate given the age demographic that we've established. I grew up with Avril, had a very, very angsty Black girl phase, thanks in part to Avril Lavigne. And I am very excited and have been very excited to see her work with younger artists like Willow Smith last summer when she came out with her punk project. And so I'm really excited to hear Avril Lavigne album new project coming out today love sucks i'm here for the lavinaissance <laughs> the lavinaissance it took everything with me not to mention the conspiracy theory like is it really her i want to hear the voice <laughs> And this is the song, Love It When You Hate Me. I'll add one more to the mix of uh, other notable releases out today. Super Chunk. After more than 30 years of making music together, the Chapel Hill Band, they're back with a, a new album today called Wild Loneliness. Here's a little sample from it called Endless Summer. Quintessential Super Chunk. Again, the album is Wild Loneliness. All right, all that music out now on February 25th, along with this last album that we want to highlight from Emily Wells. It's called Regards to the End. Emily Wells' Regards to the End is her album, and this song is called All Burn, No Bridge. As I've said maybe more than once already on the show, it's a, a week of big records with big ideas. Yeah, this is a record Emily Wells wanted to look and, and examine the climate crisis, and her way into that was to look at the AIDS crisis. And so she's drawing some parallels you know, between the present day and the rise of the AIDS crisis in the 80s. She is herself a, a queer musician, and she, she sought out other queer artists for, for their input and wrote these songs that have a fury to them, but also real kind of delicacy and artiness. You can hear strains of Tori Amos and My Brightest Diamond. And uh, there's just, there's so much to unpack here. And she's so, so inventive. We talk about her queer identity, but she's also coming out of a Christian upbringing, um, which has been a very fruitful source of tension in her work before. And I'm fascinated by the fact that she chose the AIDS crisis as the lens because, you know, when you talk about the Christian community's response 
to the AIDS crisis. There's a lot of problems, you know, that you have to talk about there. She's not a singer-songwriter to shy away from that. In, in fact, she's quite the opposite. Like, she's really drawn to these irresolvable quandaries, you know. And so I think it ends up being a really complicated knot that she is just kind of working on throughout this album. Yeah. I want to play another cut from it, just a little bit of a song called David's Got a Problem. that I'm stuck on for today is catharsis. It's a really gratifying experience to hear artists of so many different genres deal with all the things that we're feeling as a collective. Emily Wells is the artist her new one is regards to the end. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks, Ayana Contreras. Thank you. Nate Chinin. My pleasure. Thanks, Robin. Jerusalem Truth. Thanks, y'all. And Stephen Thompson. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's New Music Friday. As always, you can find a list of everything that we talked about in the podcast description for this episode. And you can hear full versions of the songs we played and more in our expanded New Music Friday playlists on Apple Music, Spotify, and on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts.